morning to everyone. What a joy to be here and to see all of you. Last March 2020, I was scheduled to preach March 15. Ito yung papel na binigay sa akin ni Boxu. Sayo, oh, magpe-preach ako dito sa MPH1 ng 8 and 10:15. Kaya lang ano nangyari, nagkaroon ng pandemic. And in God's sovereignty, He did not allow me to preach here, but He allowed me to preach online. Tapos yung sina Pastor Mike naman, naalala nyo, sino dito yung mga naka-attend dun sa coffee shop, yung Tagalog worship natin? Can I see a raise of hands? O may mga ilan sa atin naka-attend nun, so nandun kayo, no? But right now, three years after, I praise God for this opportunity to be here with you. And I hope and pray that all of us would listen and take home something from the Word of the Lord. January 17 of this year, January of this year, 17 people died. Ang daming namatay dahil sa baha, na display sila because of the monsoon, um, monsoon, um, monsoon rains and uh, low pressure area. February 6 of this year, Turkey and Syria had a great earthquake. Ang daming namatay, more than 50,000 ang natrap sa mga buildings na matay. And for just the first two months of this year, ang dami ng tao ang naka-experience ng suffering and they face difficulties. How about you? How's 2023 so far? You see, nan- sa tingin natin, perhaps yung mga na-experience natin, hindi ganun kagrabe. It, it is not as severe as a flooding, typhoon, or or earthquake, but I know you are also facing severe difficulties in your life. It could be in your family, it could be in your relationship, sa buhay mag-asawa, sa inyong relasyon, or even in your health. Meron kayong mga hamon na hinaharap at mga laban na kung saan kayo ay natitest ng matindi because of those difficulties. And as you face these difficulties, feeling nyo, kayo ay nalulunod, nasasakal. You're overwhelmed. Dahil in all aspects, in every direction, kaliwat kanan, sobrang mahirap. And what can you do to overcome? What can you do so that you can gain victory against all odds? And so for this morning, I invite you to join with me. We will look at Joshua chapter 10. And we will continue our series on our book study of Joshua. But before that, let's have a quick review. Nasa na ba tayo sa Joshua? You see, the people of Israel, si Joshua, sinakop nila ang land of Canaan for seven years. Pero there are four major battles na nilista lang sa book of Joshua. The first two is the central campaign sa middle part ng Canaan, which is Jericho and Ai, yung laban ng Jericho and Ai. And then in chapter 10, it's a campaign at the southern part of Canaan, which we will look later. And yung pang-apat na laban na nakalista dito is chapter 11 onwards, no? sa northern campaign. And so, ito yung titingnan natin. We will focus on chapter 10, Joshua's military campaign in southern Canaan. Now, our story begins with this king, King Adonisedek. King Adonisedek is a king of Jerusalem. He is a mighty king. He is a powerful king. Kaya lang, bigla siya natakot. Despite his power and might. Bakit? May narinig siyang chismis. 
yung mga cities along uh, near him, isa-isang bumabagsak. And natakot siya kasi yung mga yung mga tao na nagko-conquer doon sa mga cities na yon, these are desert people. These are the Israelites. They were untrained people. Paano nila na- nakayanan yun? Ano ang sikreto nila? Bakit unti-unting natatalo ang mga cities na yon? First, Jericho with their mighty walls, it fell down. Napaka-imposible. Paano nangyari yun? Then the city of Ai came next. And to his surprise, bigla siya nagulat, sabi niya, oh no, even the city of Gibeon, bumaliktad. Nilaglag tayo. Kumampi sa, ka- sa kalaban. Anong gagawin natin? Ito yung narinig ni King Adonisedek. Nabalitaan niya na inagaw ni Hoswet ang ay at nilipol ng lubusan at pinatay ang hari nito. Gaya ng ginawa niya sa Jericho at sa hari nito. Nabalitaan din niya na ang mga taga-Gibion ay nakikipaglaban sa mga, na sa mga eh, nakipagkaibigan na sa mga Israelita at namuhay kasama nila. So kaya with this news, natakot siya. Natakot siya at yung mga kasama niya dahil alam niya yung Gibion nga is a very strong city. And sabi niya, patay tayo dyan. Malamang tayo ng susunod. Nandito si Joshua sa Gilgal. Ito yung Gibion. So ito yung Jerusalem. Sabi niya, it's just a matter of time. We will be conquered. So ano naisip niya? Sabi, ah, alam ko na. Of course, surrender is not an option. Kailangan nating lumaban. Pero dapat magkampihan tayo para mas malakas. And so this is what King Adonisidek did. Joshua 10. Kaya nagpadala siya ng mensahe sa ibang mga hari. Tinawag niya si Haring Horam ng Hebron, Haring Piram ng Jarmut, Haring Jaffia ng Lakish, at Haring Debir ng Eglon. At itong mensahe niya, tulungan niyo ako, lubu- uh, lusubin natin ang Gibeon dahil nakikipag- nakaipagkaibigan ito kay Joshua at sa mga Israelites. Kaya nagkaisa ang limang hari ng mga Arameo. Uh, these are the kings of Jerusalem, Jarmut, Lakish, Eglon. At tinipo nila mga sundalo at nilusob nila ang Gibeon. So they were determined to win. They said, magkampihan tayo, talunin natin ang mga Israelites. And so ngayon, itong limang hari na ito nagsama-sama. And it will take time for them to go to to attack Gibeon. K- kasi ibang cities nasa south, eh, so aantayin yan. Nandito yung base niya sa Jerusalem. Eh. Mag-aantayin sila, but within 8 to 10 hours, malulusob nila yung Gibeon. And so that explains yung urgency ng Gibeon. Sabi niya, nagpadala yung Gibeon ng message to Joshua. Sabi nila, huwag nyo kaming pabayaan, kaming mga lingkod nyo. Pumunta kayo dito agad. Iligtas nyo kami. Tulungan nyo kami dahil pinagtutulungan kami ng lahat ng hari ng Arameo na nakatira sa mga kabundukan. Ito yung message na sinend ng Gibeonites to Joshua. Now, kung ikaw si Joshua, anong gagawin mo? Tutulungan mo sila o hindi? Remember, last week, na-learn natin from Pastor Nathan, ano yung experience si Joshua kay, sa mga Gibeonites? Bakit natin tutulungan? Niloko nga tayo eh. Ngayon, obligado pa tayong tulungan sila? That's crazy. Pero on one hand, pwede rin sabihin ni Joshua, ganito rin, kapag tinulungan natin sila, una, dati natin silang kaaway, ngayon naging kakampi nila, naging kakampi tayo, Tagilid kasi, it's no win for us. Isusugal natin yung buhay natin para sa kanila. Eh kung patayin na lang sila ng Canaanite kings, better for us, lusot na tayo sa promise natin, di ba? But no, Joshua honored that promise. And we will see that with this event, God taught Joshua and the Israelites three important lessons. And which is also important for us. 
So tatlong mahahalagang aral na importante, hindi lang kay Josh at sa mga Israelites, kundi para sa atin. So, let's learn those three lessons. So, handa na ba kayo? So, sabi mo sa katabi mo, makinig ka. Yeah. So, tandaan natin to, ha? The first. This is the first lesson. Kayang gamitin ng Diyos ang ating mga pagkakamali para sa kanyang banal na plano at layunin. God can use our mistakes for His divine purpose. You know, this is the miracle that God did in the life of Joshua and the Israelites. Yes, they made a mistake. They made a, 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 a severe mistake in terms of making a covenant with the Gibeonites dahil hindi sila nakinig or hindi sila sumangguni. They did not pray to God. And so, sabi nga ni Pastor Nathan, di ba? Sila'y nagmagaling. Natatandaan niyo ba yung ano, lesson natin last week? Sila'y nagmagaling, nagmarunong, at nagpaka-religious. They relied on themselves, but they did not consider asking the Lord. But despite this mistake, God gave them grace and mercy. At, and it's very beautiful because God turned around the situation. Ginamit ni God yung city of Gibeon para maging pain. Alam niyo ba yung pain? Sa English, bait. Pain yung ginagamit sa hook, yung nilalagay sa hook pag nangingisda ka, yung uod para ma-attract yung isda. Para pag kinain yun, mahuli may malaking isda. At yun yung ginamit ni God, no? yung city of Gibeon, para siyang magnet. So minagnet niya lahat. So siya yung naging bait to lure out the kings of the, of, 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 of the Amorites. No? So, and this is a fatal mistake on their part. Bakit? Kasi nung nasa loob sila ng mga lungga nila in their fortresses, mahirap silang talunin. But now they are out in the open, it's easy for them to be defeated because they're vulnerable. Mas mabilis na silang atakihin. Yun ang plano ng Diyos. And the second, God wanted Joshua to fight for, for Joshua to fight these kings in just one battle. Bakit? Para mas maging efficient, di ba? Instead ng limang laban, isang laban na lang, tapos agad. That's the plan of God. But of course, from the part of Joshua, ang hirap nun, outnumbered ka five against one. So paano mo siya gagawin? But again, the point is, God can use our mistakes for His purposes. In 2003, I finished my course in electrical engineering at UST and I started reviewing for the board exam for that September. Gromadwit ako ng March, so I'm preparing for September board exam that year. But I was so busy, I, I did some extracurricular activities. Days before, I was shocked because nakita ko yung, ah, hindi ko nakita yung pangalan ko dun sa listahan ng mga board exam. Sabi ko, patay tayo dyan. Nangyari? Bakit ako sumablay? You see, I tried to recall, and ang laki ng pagkakamali ko kasi sa sobrang excited ko, yung, yung last document na binigay sa akin, kompleto na yon, ang dapat yata sinabi sa akin, iwan ko sa last window. Sobrang excited ko, hindi ko naiwan na ilagay ko sa envelope, umuwi ako. Yabang ko pa eh, sabi ko, wow, July, nagre-review ko, galing ko talaga, ang aga kong nag, ano, nag-apply. It's, ang sobrang busy ko, hindi ko na na-open. Pagtingin ko, oh no, yung document na yon hindi na process. Kapatay tayo dyan. Ang gagawin ko? But then God turned around the situation. You see, God's mercy allowed me to, uh, 
Yes, na-delay yung aking review for another six months. So, nag-take ako ng board exam ng April. But uh, months before that, yun nga, yung nalaman ko, September, hindi ako natuloy. So, pumasok ako ng OJT, internship, and this company allowed me to be an intern as a technical assistant sa Glorieta One. And so, nung time na yon, binigyan ako ng one month uh, leave para makapag-review. And by God's grace, I passed the board exam and I became a uh, uh, third placer in the board exam, and my boss was so happy. And so she organized a celebration, lunch celebration, so, oh, let's celebrate. And even the company president and the division managers were there. There were 20 of us. And so we were, we're so glad. But then, may blessing pa pala yun. By the end of April, na-serve ko na kasi yung six months na probation. So na-regular ako. And then, the following week, Sinerve yung isang paper sa akin na from technical assistant, I was promoted to be a building engineer. So, sabi ko, grabe, ang galing ni Lord. Three blessings all at the same time. It's not about me, but it's about Him. And so, ang lesson talaga natin is God can use our mistakes for His divine purposes. How about you? What are your mistakes in the past that keeps you from moving forward? What are your mistakes that discourages you or that disheartens you and saying, Lord, malina eh. Baka hindi mo na ako mapatawad. Pinili ko na yung mali. Maybe hindi mo na ako matatanggap. But no, God in His mercy can use your mistake. He can turn it around for His purpose. Ang ganda ng story ni Joseph sa Genesis, no? The story of Joseph, five chapters in the whole 50 chapters of Genesis, 10% of the book dedicated to the story of one person to highlight that God can turn around things for His purpose and for His glory. Ano yung mga pagkakamali nyo? Huwag kayong magstay doon. Ialay nyo ito sa Panginoon and let Him use it for His glory. Remember, difficulties can serve as a divine setup to help us to know God more, experience His power, and move us forward in His plan. Yung mga paghihirap natin kasama sa plano ng Panginoon para mas makilala natin ang Diyos, para mas maranasan natin ang Kanyang kapangyarihan, at para tayo ay iusad sa Kanyang layunin. And this is the grace of God in our lives. That's the first lesson. God can use your mistakes for His divine purpose. Next, hinihikaya tayo ng Diyos gamit ang kanyang pangako. God assures us with His promises, with His word. After Joshua got a word from Gibeon, here's what happened. Umalis si Joshua kasama mga sundalo, lahat ng mga mahuhusay na makipaglaban. Kahit na marami silang kakalabanin, Joshua moved forward and made sure that the, they fight the enemies. But then, something happened. Something amazing happened. Habang papunta sila sa Gibeon, in-encourage sila ni Lord, sabi ni God. Sabi niya, huwag ka matakot sa kanila. Ibibigay ko sila sa, sa inyo. Don't be afraid. The Lord said to Joshua, I have given you victory over them. You see, this is very significant. Dahil, remember, Joshua and the people just made a mistake. Diba sumablay sila sa Gibeon? So imagine the psychological effect in Joshua. Psycho? Sabi ni Joshua, patay, sablay na naman tayo. Ano kayo mangyayari sa atin? Baka mangyayari sa atin tulad nung sa ay. Di ba sumablay tayo eh? 
But God was so gracious and He encouraged them at the right time. Sabi ni God, don't be afraid. It is a command. Wag kayong matakot. I have given you victory over them. And you see, these are almost the same words that Joshua received before he fought Jericho in Joshua chapter 6. So nung sinabi to ni God, don't be afraid. I have given you victory over them. It's like Josh, naalala ni Joshua, oo nga no, thank you Lord, yung, yung battle namin in Jericho, you helped us and you empowered us and therefore this gave Joshua that encouragement. Grabe talaga mag-encourage si God, no? And so here's the point, as you fight your battles, remember God's promises. Remember the things that God gives you in His Word. Now think about your life. Are you in a situation that seems impossible to overcome? Is your circumstance exhausting, frustrating, or even dangerous? Nakakapagod ba? Nakakainis? At are you facing a crisis beyond your natural ability? Feeling mo wala kang magawa, kulang ang yung talino kalakasan para magtagumpay. But you have to remember God's promises. Remember God's promises. Now there there's a big difference, sabi ng isang author, there's a big difference of having God's promises and holding fast to God's promises. Merong pagkakaiba ang pagkakaroon ng pangako ng Diyos at ang pagkapit na mahigpit sa ating Panginoon. Many have the promises of God, but they do not hold fast. What do I mean by that? What do we mean by holding fast to the promise of God? To hold fast to the promise of God is not just to believe, but also to act on them. Kailangan may dalawang component yan, believing and taking action. Kailangan magtiwala at kailangan kumilos. Hindi sapat na magpa-pray ka lang, wala kang gagawin. At hindi sapat na gagawa ka lang na sa sarili mo, pero hindi ka magtitiwala at didepende sa Panginoon. Both has to be together. That's holding fast. And now there are two obstacles to true faith as we move forward and as we hold on or as we hold fast in terms of the promises of God. The first is paralyzing fear. The second is prideful confidence. Takot at yabang. Sabihin mo nga, takot, yabang. We have to be careful of these things. Sa tingin mo, nasan ka? Ikaw ba ay mas takot? O ikaw ba ay mas mayabang? Sana wala sa atin ng ganito. Sana nasa gitna lang. Sana tayo ay matapang dahil malakas ang ating Panginoon. Sana tayo ay mapagkumbaba dahil ang Diyos lamang ang karapat dapat na itaas at tayo ay kanyang uh, mga servants. So we are the ones who are serving Him. We need to be careful of this. And in the life of Joshua, he was careful not to succumb to fear or prideful confidence as they fight their enemies. In May 1940, during World War II, magkalaban ng Germany, tapos yung mga Allied forces. And nag-advance yung Germany sa France and Belgium. And uh, itong red na yan, yan yung mga armies ng Germany. So natrap nila itong mga soldiers na to sa beach ng Dunkirk. Actually, merong movie to. I encourage you to, to watch it. Very, very beautiful story. So, yung, yung England, sabi, natakot sila, patay tayo dyan kasi bukang ubus yung army natin eh. It's a matter of days, ubus lahat. 
And so si Winston Churchill, the Prime Minister, nag-prepare na siya ng speech kung paano sasabihin na it's a national catastrophe, hundreds of thousands of soldiers namatay, natalo tayo. But then, there was a miracle that happened. On May 23rd, 1940, King George VI, the King of England, called for a national day of prayer. Sabi niya, magdasal tayo. Humingi tayo ng himala sa Panginoon. So that coming Sunday, it was a day of national prayer. And before, the, so the Saturday evening before that, a military decision was taken, was, was made to evacuate as many soldiers as possible. Kasi yung, yung unang target nila, mukhang 30,000 lang yung masisave nila. Tapos 90% ubus lahat, patay, patay yung mga soldiers. But then something happened. Before the prayer starts, si Hitler, bigla siya nag-decide kasi malapit na eh. Si Hitler, bigla siya nag-decide, oh, lahat ng soldiers, lahat ng tanke, hinto. Nagulat yung mga army nila. Anong gagawin natin? Bakit tayo huminto? Konti na lang. Ubus na yung kalaban. So sabi ni Hitler, let the Air Force finish the job. Pero may nangyaring miracle. Yung next three days na yon naging maulap yung skies. So binobomba nung, nung Air Force ng Germany, pero hindi niya makita eh. Kasi, di ba, cover ng clouds eh. And during those three days, lahat ng mga ships uh, from, from England, Maliit na barko, mga bangka, lahat pinadala nila towards Dunkirk at nasave nila. How many? Not just 30,000, but 330,000 soldiers. And itong soldiers na to, four years after, sila yung bumalik during D-Day and they, that's the start of the liberation of Europe four days after. So what's the point? The people of England held on to God's promises. They prayed but at the same time, they took action. Nagdasal sila, pero they took action to rescue the soldiers, despite the risk, despite the odds. And so that's the point. We need to be assured of God's promises, but we need to take action as well. And here's the third lesson. Binibigyan tayo ng Diyos ng kanyang di pangkaraniwang tulong. God supplies us with His supernatural resources. And Joshua 10 shows us three ways how this happens. First, God gives, strength, God gives us strength to fight and endure. Binibigyan niya tayo ng kalakasan para tayo ay lumaban at magtiis. You see, in Joshua 10, verse 9, ito yung sinabi, nung nareceive na ni Joshua yung balita about Gibeon, and nag-decide sila, sige, sugod tayo, ligtas natin sila. Sabi dito, verse 9, buong gabi, nag-marcha sila mula Gilgal at nilusom nila ang mga kalaban ng walang kamalay-malay. They march overnight. You see, this is a miracle in itself. Bakit kamo? If you think about it, ito yung topography ng ano, Israel. So, nandito sila sa Gilgal. So, yung Gibeon, nandito sa may bundok. So they have to climb this. So imagine, you're an Israelite soldier. You have to climb that overnight within 8 to 10 hours. Dala mo yung weapons mo, yung supplies mo. So tumatakbo ka. Tumakbo ka lang sa street. Mahirap na eh. Pero kung tumakbo ka ng paahon, mas mahirap. But they did that. And in that particular time of weakness, they were, so, they were so tired because imagine mo, tumakbo sila ng 8 to 10 hours para ka nag-marathon. Pagdating mo sa finish line, kakalabanin mo yung kalaban mo, di ba? So talagang ubus sila. 
But despite their weakness, God empowered them. They were able to defeat the enemy and took them by surprise. And now in their weakness, God showed himself strong. Kahit na sa kanilang kahinaan, ipinakita ng Panginoon ang kanyang kalakasan. So mga kapatid, this is our lesson for us, dear church. God doesn't want us to rely on our strength. Instead, in our weaknesses, God displays His power. Kanina habang nagko-communion si Pastor Mike, I was, uh, I was really praying. You know why? Because I had some difficulty in my health. There are times na nagpapalpitate yung heart ko. There were times na papalpitate nag, or minsan humihina yung heart ko lower than normal. And I was praying, Lord, help me. Help me for this. And so, hindi ko alam kung mga na-experience nyo sa life nyo. What are your weaknesses? What are your challenges? But I pray in your weaknesses, don't rely on your strength. Rely on God who empowers you. Rely on God who can give you the strength. Ang strength natin, ubus tayo within 8 to 12 hours, 24 hours. But God's strength is infinite. He is the God who never sleeps nor slumbers. And so may this be something real of us. And here's another lesson. Our God himself fights our battles. Siya mismo ang lumalaban para sa atin. Siya mismo ang lumalaban para sa atin. You see, this event, this fight at Gibeon against the five kings, it's, it's another opportunity for God to teach them the lesson that God taught before. Kay Joshua sa mga Israelites, sa battle ng Jericho, sa battle ng Ai. And yun yung sinabi rin ni Pastor Mike kanina, that the battle belongs to the Lord. Ang laban ay sa Panginoon. Sabihin mo nga sa katabi mo, the battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. Ang laban ay sa Panginoon. And so what happened? Verse 10 tells us, sinindak ng Panginoon ang mga kalaban na nakaharap nila, nang makaharap nila ang mga Israelita at marami sa kanila ang pinatay doon sa Gibeon. Ang iba sa kanila ay hinabol at pinatay sa daang paakyat ng Beth Horon hanggang sa Aseka at Makeda. And so, God surprised them and because they were taken by surprise, they could not think well, they could not fight well. So they were, the Israelites were able to overcome them despite fighting against the odds. Remember, mas marami yung kalaban na five sila, isa lang yung army ng Israel. And not only that, Ito pa yung nangyari specifically. Verse 11, ang patuloy na paghabol sa kanila ng mga Israelita habang bumababa sila galing sa Beth Horon at nang papunta sila sa Aseka, pinaulanan sila ng Panginoon mong malalaking yelo at namatay sila. It's, in English, it's a, it's a hailstorm, no? Ganito kalalaki yung yelo. Yan. Diba? Ako na-experience na- ko, there was one time, nagda-drive ako, parang biglang umulan, tapos sobrang, ano, so, sobrang zero visibility, tapos parang may mga bato, tapos nakita ko maliliit na yelo. Diyan na ako nagda sa may kamuni, bilang a, a few minutes, ganun ka liliit. And so imagine that this, that this uh, hailstorm, ga- ganito kalaki. No? And this is a miracle. Bakit? Kasi yung sa ano nila, sa, sa laban nila, they were out in the open. They were out in the open. And itong hailstorm na to, very precise. Very precise na ang tinamaan, it, it appeared at the right place at the right time, at ang tinamaan, yung mga kalaban lang. ba? So para siyang guided missile na sinan ng Panginoon, o target mo to. ba? Siguro alam nung hail yung amoy ng mga kalaban. No? Iba yung amoy nila sa amoy ng Israelites. Pero talagang targeted eh. 
And so sabi doon, mas marami pang namatay sa kanila sa yelo kaysa espada mga, ng mga Israelita. And indeed, it is the Lord who fought for Israel. Ang Panginoon ang nakipaglaban para sa mga Israelita. Now this event displays the divine strategy that God himself is the God who fights our battles. You see, in our lives, let us remember, God is our majority partner. Ang Panginoon ang ating katuwang. Ang ating Panginoon ang ating kakampi. God is the God who is our supporter, our shield, our protector, our strength. In October 6, 1973, Yom Kippur War, um, it was a holiday sa Jewish nation, no? so Day of Atonement. So itong Yom Kippur War na to, so yung mga tao relax lang kasi holiday, so nagpa-fast yung mga tao, mga Israelites sa bahay. So yung borders sa north between Syria and Israel were lightly ano, guarded. And so all of a sudden, during holiday, nag-attack yung Syria from the north. And ito yung army, i-compare niyo yung army ng Israel sa Syria. 6,000 lang ang sundalo ng Israel, 60 yung kanyon nila, 170 yung tanke. But ito matindi sa Syria, 50,000 yung soldiers. 600 canyon, 1,200 yun tanke. They were taken by surprise. It was holiday. And it will take the full army of Israel, of the Israelites, 20 more hours to, to fully gear up para sumugod. But wait, there's more. Yun yung sa north. What happened sa south? Egypt simultaneously attacked from the south. They crossed the Suez Canal. Gumawa sila ng, ano eh, ng, ng bridge para yung mga katangke makakross sa Suez Canal. So they were uh, attacking. Talagang pinagplanuhan to ng, ano, for nine months, pinagplanuhan ng Egypt and Syria to. So they attacked the south, tapos para ma-divide nila, people of Israel. So, nagulat sila, they were outnumbered. Anong gagawin natin? Now, the first three days of the fighting, nananalo yung Egypt and Syria. But on the third day, by the grace of God, Dumating yung reinforcements na natalo nila both sides. Yung, yung laban, it lasted for 16 more days, but in the end, Israel won. Why? I believe it's because God helped them. They really prayed, they really sought the Lord, they were desperate. And God heard their prayers. Remember, in your fight, in your battles, who is the person that you are relying upon? I hope it is not just the person beside you, but the true person who is worthy of our praise and honor and trust. It is our Lord Jesus Christ because the battle belongs to him. And this brings us to the last point also. As we rely on God, he is the God who answers our prayers. Siya ang dumidinig sa ating mga panalangin. Joshua, at the mid, in the midst of that battle, Joshua prayed this prayer. Nung araw na yun, pinag Tagumpayan ng Panginoon ang mga Israelita laban sa mga Amoreyo. Nanalangin si Joshua sa Panginoon. And what did he pray for? Joshua prayed for a miracle, sabi niya. Araw, tumigil ka sa taas ng Gibeon. Ikaw naman, buwan, tumigil ka sa taas ng lambak ng Ayalon. He prayed for the sun and the moon to stop. Now, Bible scholars are divided if this is a, 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 a miracle, if this is literal or figurative. But we don't know. But what we don't know is the end result of that. What happened as the end result of that. God heard the prayers of Joshua and Israel won. And so here's the point 
of that section. It is God who answers our prayers. The Lord answers Joshua's prayer. In verse 14, it says, There has never been a day like this, um, like this one before or since when the Lord answered such prayer. Reflect on your life. When was the last time you prayed a big prayer? When was the last time you asked God to move mountains? Napakahalagang tanong itong dalawa. But underneath this question is the most important question. How big is your God? How big is your God? Si J.B. Phillips, meron siya sinulat na book in 1952, sabi niya, all of us have created God in our image, in, in our minds, a God that is not simply adequate, it's not big enough. Create natin ng Panginoon sa utak natin, pero itong Panginoon na to, napakaliit. He is not the God who is big, who is the creator of un- the universe. You see, this is very important. Why? Because the size of your God will determine the size of your faith, which will determine the size of your prayer. The size of your God will determine the size of your faith, which will determine the size of your prayer. Kung gaano kalaki ang Diyos mo, yun yung magdidikta kung gaano magiging kalaki yung pananampalataya mo at ang yung mga panalangin. 2002. I was college, so na-invite ako to be part of a uh, student festivals in Germany. So yung journey kong yon, uh, sinulat ko sa journal na to. I was invited to be part of that. I was so happy I got accepted. Marami ka, may mga ilang students from UST and other people from the Philippines, so we'll go to Germany to meet other students for the festival. Pero meron akong problema. <laughs> na-invite ako, pero wala akong money. I have to raise my own fund. Kailangan ko at least $2,000 for the airplane, for the train, for the pocket money. But then sabi ko, Lord, sige, pagpapray ko to. I know uh, you can give me a miracle. So nag-start ako mag-pray, humanap ako ng sponsor. I received that ano, around March. So kailangan ko mag-fly out ng Philippines end of May. So a few months pa, di ba? By April 6, nakareceive ako ng $450. So kulang pa. Uh, Ang dami ko pang kailangan... Uh, erase na, na, na money. Pero wala na akong na-raise na ng pan after, after, a few, after a few weeks. So I started to pray and I started to seek God. And so, nangusap sa akin yung Panginoon through His Word. At itong sabi niya, nag, nag-reflect ako Jeremiah 32. Sabi ni Lord, ah, sovereign, sabi ni Jeremiah, ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. Panginoon, ikaw ang lumikha ng lahat. Walang imposible sa'yo. Walang mahirap sa'yo. Jeremiah 27.5 With my great power and outstretched arm, I made the earth and its people and the animals that are on it and I give it to anyone I please. Say ko, yes, Lord. Panghahawakan ko yun. You can give it anyone to whom you please. And so sabi ko, I pray the childlike prayer. Say ko, Lord, kung bibigyan mo naman ako ng affirmation, ipakitaan mo naman ako ng rainbow. Diba? Kasi si Noah, diba? It's part of your covenant eh. Sige na, Lord. So it's a, it's a childlike request. And so during those times, may, mayroon ako naka, may times na nakikita ko ng rainbow. So na-encourage ako. But then, may times na talaga nadi-discourage ako na kasi walang answer. Tapos nakakarinig ako ng message na, oh, just be contented. Uh, maybe hindi yun yung plan ni God for you. Ganyan. But then I kept praying. And then, um, six days before, ito yung, ano, 
At yung narid ko sa Matthew. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And Matthew 21, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. So I kept praying. I kept praying, Lord, sige na, bigyan mo na ako. Six days to go. Pero actually, meron akong act of faith na ginawa. Around the, I think, uh, April 29, around the first month of May, sinabi ko dun sa, ano, sa travel agent, magpapabuka ko ng ticket. Lakas ng loob ko, no? Papabuka ko ng ticket, wala kang pera. Pero it's a calculated risk kasi sinabi ko, how much yung babayaran ko pag penalty? Sabi niya, oh, sige, you pay $100. Uh, pag isa penalty, sabi ko, sige, I think it's worth taking the risk. So it's, it's really, pinanampa ko ni God eh. So again, six days to go, wala akong pera, nakabuka ko yung $100, malapit na, nababayaran ko yung penalty. But then, five, nanalo yung Pure Foods. Champion. May connection niya sa story. <laughs> After a few days, yung mentor ko, si Sir Monchito, former manager ng Pure Foods, former manager ng, I think, Ateneo Blue, Blue Eagles. Ininvite niya ako, Jen, join us sa Pure Food Celebration Party sa limits sa Robinson's Galleria. May limits disco pa na sa Robinson's Galleria. Tapos umaten ako doon, nag-speak si Alvin Patrimonio. Sino dito yung kilala si Alvin Patrimonio? Taas ngayon kamay. Taas kamay. Alvin Patrimonio, kilala niyo? Wow! It shows your age. <laughs> so alam niyo na, kilala niyo na. Yung mga mahilig sa basketball. Yan. So, ang dami sinabi ni Alvin Patrimonio, pero ito lang yung tumatak sa isip ko. Sabi niya, God is good all the time. Nothing is impossible with the Lord. Ang Panginoon ay napakabuti sa lahat ng oras. Walang imposible sa Panginoon. At so, umuwi ako no, na pinanghawakan ko to sa, Yes, Lord, yes, God. I know, tanggap ko na na hindi ako pupunta ng Germany. Nakakahiya, ang dami ng may alam. <laughs> but, na, ganun eh. Ganun talagang buhay. So pag-uwi ko, nag, uh, it was around midnight, 11, 12 midnight, nag, ang bahay namin malapit sa may sanctuarium sa Araneta. So naglalakad ako dyan sa may sanctuarium. Sabi ko, bakit parang maliwanag? Anong meron? Tapos bigla ko tumingala. Nagulat ako. Wow, sabi ko, wow, ang ganda. And did you know what I see? Gusto niyo makita? This is what I saw. There's a moon. Full moon. At around the moon is a rainbow around the moon. Sabi ko, wow, it's a beautiful sight. And yun, yung nakita ko yung sabi ko, Lord, I praise you and worship you not because of what you can give me. Nagpre-pray ako ng miracle, bigyan niya ako ng pere. Pero at that time, I surrender. Sabi ko, hindi ako matutuloy sa Germany. But I pray, Lord, I praise and worship you not because of what you could give me but because of who you are. At doon ko naintindihan ng surrender. It's one of my Journey and surrender. Pag-uwi ko sa bahay, gising yung tatay ko. Sabi ko, bakit gising pa ito? Maga ito natutulog eh. Sabi niya, Jen, is your faith in God that strong? Ganun ba katindi ang pananapalataya mo sa Panginoon? Sabi ko, yes, Dad. You know, that's one of the precious moments because my father passed away na. Those are one of the precious moments that my dad and I talk about faith. Sabi niya, Jen, is your faith in that in God that strong. Sabi ko, yes pa. God works in mysterious ways, sabi niya. God works in mysterious ways because you know, you got a sponsor. You got a sponsor. 
That was one to two days before my flight. So I was, I got mixed emotions. I go, wow, thank you, thank you, Lord. Pero sa ko patay kailang ako maganda. The following day kailang asikasuin lahat yung scholarship ko, yung mga bibilin ko gamit papunta sa Germany. But I was so happy. You know, I'm telling this story. It is not because my faith is big. No, my faith is, is small as a mustard seed. But I tell this story because I want you to know that our God is a big God. Again, here is the question for us, dear church. How big is your God? How big is your God? Because the size of your God will determine the size of your faith, which will determine the size of your prayers. Pagod na ba kayo sa buhay niyo? Maybe it's time for us to stop praying little prayers. It's time for us to start praying big prayers. But before that, we have to know how big our God is. And so, dear church, this is God's calling for us. Again, this is a divine setup that God gives us to help us in difficulties natin, to help us experience His power, move us forward in, in His plan. Now, back to the story. Joshua won because of God's help. At anong nangyari, mababasa niyo sa mga susunod na verses. So from Gibeon, tinalo nila ang mga five kings. So inisa-isa nila itong mga cities na to Makeda, then Libna, Lachish, Gezer, Eglon, Hebron, and Debir. Sinakop ni Joshua ang buong lupain. All that has to be conquered. At itong point na dun sa verse 42 is very beautiful. Sabi dun, minsan ang sinakop niya in one campaign, why? What's the reason? Dahil ang Panginoong Diyos ng Israel ang tumutulong sa, kanya, sa kanila sa pakikipaglaban. It's the Lord God of Israel that was fighting for them, for His people. Dear church, dear brothers and sisters, it is God who will fight our battles. Now in closing, let's reflect. King Adonisidek and Joshua, these two leaders, both faced and fought against all odds. Si King Adonisedek, a pagan king, umasa siya sa kanyang sariling talino, lakas, sa kanyang sariling kakayanan. Umasa siya sa mga tao na iligtas siya. But in the end, the coalition that he trusted failed him. But then Joshua, a godly leader, trusted in the Lord. Nagkamali siya, pero nagtiwala siya sa Panginoon. Mahina siya, ngunit siya ay nagdasal at dumalangin sa Panginoon. Outnumbered sila, kulang ang kanilang lakas, ngunit siya ay nagtiwala at umasa sa kakayanan na galing sa Diyos. Sino ka sa kanilang dalawa? Are you King Adonisidek? Or are you Joshua? Sa iyong mga laban, sino ang iyong pupuntahan? Kanino ka aasa? Sa iyong sarili? O sa Panginoon? May the Lord bless us. Now, as we fight our battles, let us remember, as we fight against the odds, God can use our mistakes for His divine purposes. He assures us with His promises and God supplies us with His supernatural resources. He is the God who gives us His strength to fight and endure. He fights our battles and He answers our prayers. Isikayang gamitin ng Panginoon ng ating mga pagkakamali at hinihikaya tayo ng ating Panginoon na gamit ang kanyang pangako 
at binibigyan tayo ng Panginoon ng hindi pangkaraniwang tulong. Siya ang Diyos na nagbibigay sa atin ng kalakasan para tayo lumaban at magtiis. Siya mismo ang lumalaban sa atin at ang Panginoon ang siyang dumirinig sa ating palalangin. May God bless us with this word. Let us pray. Panginoon, maraming salamat po sa iyong salita. The beautiful story of Joshua. It's a beautiful story not because of what Joshua did or the people of Israel did. It's a beautiful story because of what you did, kung anong ginawa mo sa buhay ng iyong uh, ng iyong mga mahal, the Israelites, the people of God. Lord, patawad dahil maraming beses na kami umaasa sa aming sarili. Patawad, Panginoon, na we have created you in, in our image. You are a big God, but we have put you in a box. We have thought of you as just a small God. Lord, forgive us. Tulungan mo kami, Panginoon, na manumbalik sa iyo na makilala ka kung gaano ka kalaki, kung gaano ka karapat dapat ng aming pagsamba, pagtitiwala. Sa aming mga problema, akaapin mo kami, Panginoon, Tulungan mo kaming tumakbo sa iyo. Tulungan mo kaming magtagumpay nang hindi umaasa sa aming sarili. Ngunit ang pag-asa namin ay sa iyo at ikaw lang, O Diyos. Thank you, God.